Hey, this is Long Podcast, Alone Angler. Come back at you. It's Algo Monday. How's everyone doing? And welcome back to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are starting part two, act two, if you will, of Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the second act of the film. I am going to be reading through it, kind of hilariosity style. Oh, yeah, by the way, now, if you are new to this, okay, this is the second part of the first series. So if you would like to, I would recommend listen to the first part so you will get this review. But if you would like to stick around, this is going to be a pretty friggin' hilarious review. I believe so. But anyways, welcome ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Okay? My name is Lone Angler. I am the host of this podcast, Taco Monday Podcast. And this week, today, on Monday the 13th, we are doing a movie review the second act of this movie review series okay it's kind of like a comedy review series thing like three parts three acts so it's kind of like an in-depth thing basically anyways it's good thank you so much for joining and i hope you enjoy all right ladies and gentlemen if you guys remember what happened on the first part basically abraham and lincoln went to this fort called Fort Pulaski. They got in a shootout with some Confederates. Then they fought some zombies. And, uh, yeah, all that fun stuff. And then they found Stonewall Jackson, which to some of the listeners that may have not have listened to the last episode, yeah, that's what kind of happened. So, uh, sorry. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, thank you all for joining back. And we are going to read the second act and make so much fun of it it's not even funny okay ladies and gentlemen i do hope you enjoy this and by the way if you want any other if you are enjoying this series if you are enjoying this series i strongly suggest if you want me to do some more stuff like this i ask you to get on the facebook taco monday podcasts okay taco monday podcasts on facebook okay message me ask me if You could do this or that. I will reply. Or if you don't have Facebook, we have a Twitter, okay? Taco Monday Official at uh, Lone Angler 2, I believe. Yes, that's basically what it is. When you type in Taco Monday Official, you'll find me. Basically, my profile is basically uh, Abraham Lincoln smoking weed. So, yeah, you'll find me. (laughs) But anyways, if you want some more of this, if you like this, if you do really like this... I will do some more for you, okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get ready to continue with Act 2, and I hope you all enjoy, okay? We are on Chapter 5. When the gang entered town, they noticed that it was a ghost town. No one was left but a couple of moaning zombies. So, you could say that the ghost town was more like a ghoul sound. Ah, ah, you get it? (laughs) Uh, because there's only zom, um, moving on. They start searching around town to try to find a telegraph so they could contact Washington. They find a train station and Abe sends Booth and Chip inside to try to find a telegraph machine while he and the others waited outside. While searching around, Booth and Chip start chit-chatting and talking. So, 
Booth. Booth, booth. Boothy booth. Can I just call you Booth? Said Chip. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Said Booth. Chip asks him, So, what are your plans after the war? Booth replies, Well, I plan to return to the theater to continue acting. Chip replies, You're an actor? You know, okay, okay, pause, pause. You're telling us he's an actor. One, he sucks at acting. And two, he does nothing but complain about politics constantly and treats everyone around him like trash. Actually, you know what? He is an actor. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's continue. They find a telegraph in a storage room and Chip takes a look at it to see if it's still working. He tells Booth that it was busted up, but that he could fix it. So he tells Booth to watch his back while he fixes it. While Chip is working on the telegraph, two zombies slowly creep up on Chip. And Booth sees the zombies, but they didn't see him. So he tries to get Chip's attention. Psst. Hey, Chip. Psst. Dead guys are coming up behind you. Hey, can you hear me? Behind you. Uh, I'd, I'm head out. He straight up lets him get eaten and runs out. After all they've been through, he lets him die. More proof that John Wilkinson Booth sucks. Hey, he's dead because you left his hind into the zombies to munch on, and also you- Wait, did you say his name was Pike? I-I-I have him on my script. And it says his name was Joshua Kearney, though. Wait, hold on a second. But ain't this Chip Lane, though? Wait. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I I'm not gonna lie. I, I may have messed up on my research slash scripting, and, uh, also, this guy might not be Chip Lane either. Abe and his men start running away from a mob of zombies, and they find a house boarded up and they run inside to hide from the horde. While they are inside, they soon find out that they're not alone. From beneath the floor, a gunshot fires and hits one of his guys. How bad is it? Just my leg. That's buckshot. Um, how, how could you tell it's buckshot? Have you been shot by buckshot in your left leg before? They run downstairs in the basement to find two armed saloon girls, a young boy and a young girl. Please lower your weapons. Lower yours first. <laughs> You'll stop right there if you know what's good for you. We come in peace. Abe? Abe? I am Abraham Lincoln. Mary. Mary? Mary Owens, could it really? Mother? Mother? What's going on here? Okay, to the basics, 
Mary Owens, played by Baby Norman, was a chick he used to date in high school or, or something like that. So, uh, yeah, weird way to throw in a love interest, but, uh, okay. While they're all talking and tending to the shot guy's wounds, we are introduced to the other new characters. Actress Hannah Bryan, playing Mary's daughter Sophia, and child actor Cannon Coopers, playing young Theodore Roosevelt. Are you telling me... Theodore Roosevelt, Abe's old girlfriend, and General Stonewall Jackson, which he was dead in 63, and Roosevelt was like five years old, not 12, are all stuck together with Abe in Georgia at the same time. My brain is hurting, so we're just gonna skip to chapter six. Abe and his men, along with our new characters, leave the house and try to fight through the horde of zombies and quickly get back to the base. But there were so many zombies, they had to just calmly run for their lives! <laughs> While running from their persistent brain-munching foes, they arrive at the base. The zombies catch up to them, but our gang is keeping their cool while running towards the base. Well, mostly cool. Wilson Brown and the rest of the team inside of the base sees Abe and the others running for the gate, shouting for them to open the gate quickly. They try to open it up, but the doors was hesitating to open, and the zombies started surrounding our gang. People screaming, zombies coming in close, people shooting zombies, the guys in the base getting the gates open. Zombies grab one of the girl extras that was with Mary and the other town survivors. Yeah, I didn't feel like mentioning her name because she's only in the film for like seven minutes. So, yeah. A zombie grabs the girl and bites her. Yes, she was bitten. How very observant of you, Columbo. The kid, Theodore, was like, We can't leave her! Begging the dude not to shoot her, the easily expendable extra that was probably paid enough money to buy herself a Wendy's 4 for 4. But Wilson ends the drama filler in by just going ahead and shooting her so the other guy could stop arguing with the soon-to-be 26th president and frickin' spoiled brats. They finally get inside. Everybody's crying. Everybody's sad. Booth is, of course, blaming Lincoln for everything as usual. Drama, drama, blah, blah, blah. They forget about her, and we move on. In the next scene, we have Abe and Mary reminiscing the past. Abe asks her, Mary, do you remember all those nights when we just looked up at the stars and held hands? Mary says, Yes, I do, Abe. Mary then asks Abe, Abe, can you tell me why exactly you left me, a high-class saloon girl, for that plus-sized heifer, Mary Todd Lincoln? Abe replies, y y you know what? I have no idea. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That didn't happen. They just talked about the past and what they were going to do with the zombies and stuff. Meanwhile, Booth is trying to convince the others to turn against Abe. Everybody says no to Booth. Booth pouts about it. And we move on to Abe meeting Stonewall and his men, asking him to help them take on the zombies. But of course, he wouldn't assist them. But one of Stonewall's men, Corporal Pat Garrett, Yes, the soon-to-be-famous lawman that took down Billy the Kid. Kind of a cool historical character, Adam. You know, I was annoyed with the rest because I thought it was stupid, but at least Pat Garrett is a creative one. Pat Garrett volunteers to help them. Abe comes up with a plan to make a night run to this nearby plantation field with a barn that's full of tools that could serve as silent weapons to fight against the zombies. Yeah, there was a scene before this I didn't talk about because it was full of filler-in and unentertaining dialogue that I can't use to make fun of. So, uh, yeah, moving on. Abe pitches the plan to the team and asks for volunteers to join him on the night run. And one-third of the team joins him, except for Booth, because he's a Lincoln-hating party pooper. <laughs> Abe and the gang leave the base at night, and they head to the plantation. When they arrive at the plantation, they find the barn, and they sneak inside the barn and start grabbing weapons. One guy finds an axe, one guy finds a pitchfork, Mary and Sophia find some gardening hose, cause you know, cause hoes like to fight with hoes. <laughs> Ladies, I forwardly apologize. <laughs> And one of the dudes literally finds a freaking machete in the barn. He, he found a machete in the 1860s. And it has a plastic handle on it. Okay, sure. I'm not 100% sure if machetes were even used in America or not back then. But uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let that slide, sure. But, plastic, especially plastic handles, weren't invented until 1907! After grabbing themselves some weapons, they go out the back door of the barn, and they walk into a chicken coop with sleeping zombies inside, so they try to walk past the zombies, but they wake up the roosters, and this is what happens. idiots woke up all the chickens and the chickens wake up the zombies and now they have a whole group of zombies chasing them <laughs> here is my question here is my question <laughs> why did they go through a chicken coop full of roosters and zombies why didn't they just go i don't know back out where they came in from <laughs> like the front door where there weren't any zombies or chickens <laughs> while they're running away from the horde 
they get surrounded by zombies in the woods. They run into zombies, they kill zombies, more come in. Abe decapitates two zombies at once with his freaking zombie slaying sickle, shwink, shwink. But even more come in and they completely surround them. almost about to have their brains eaten like top ramen. The cavalry arrives and shoots all the zombies up. Mr. President, I thought you could do some help. Let's go! Let's go, go, go! And our heroes safely returns to base. Once they make it back to the base, they start sharpening their new weapons and get ready for a big fight against the undead. Ah, chapter eight, the build-up to the meat and potatoes of the movie. Or for some of you zombies that might be listening, it would be the, the, the brains and the cojones? Never mind, chapter eight. As the sun rises, Abraham and Pat Garrett visit General Stonewall to again ask for his help. But Stonewall replies, You are my enemy, Mr. Lincoln, and even if your fancy seductive Shenandoah-style chin strap turns me quite hot and toasty right now, I will, Julius S. Grant, you this. I will never help you. Ever. Ever. To which Abe replies, Okay, cool. And Abe and Pat walk away. Abe assembles everyone outside and gives a speech. This is a paraphrase of the speech, by the way. Four score and seven years ago, give or take, this plague once plagued this land, and it has returned. Today, we must complete this task of wiping out this plague and defeat these unfortunates, if you will, zombies. We must stop them. And if we do not, these zombies will destroy our already screwed up nation. We can and we will yeet these zombies back to the graves where they came from. Booth speaks up saying, President Lincoln, I do not support this yeeting of the zombies. Abe replies, well, nobody asked you, did they, creepy, unstable man with a gay porn stash? Abe and the team, excluding John Wilkinson Booth, prepares for the main events of zombie slaying action. They head to town, where the zombies reside. Once they get there, they all split up into teams of two and set up positions, and they prepare to strike the undead at 12 o'clock noon. Because, you know, that's when church bells ring. I, I know, Hollywood, Western cliche, but you know, you gotta have it. You gotta have it. You have the dramatic music, dramatic silence, and boom! Clock strikes 12, and with a pinch of opera. And as the clock strikes 12, we have Abraham Lincoln standing on top of a random hill, with the sun also behind his back. Cause you need a dramatic silhouette to make a hill shot look cool. He whips out his zombie slaying sickle, and that's when things get kicked up a notch. Oh, dude! 
guys see that? That was so cool! Did you guys see that? Oh, wait. I, I forgot. This is a podcast, uh... But you guys could hear the cool zombie slaying action, right? So you're good. You're good. Zombies getting sliced. Zombies getting axed. Zombies getting decapitationalized. Is that a word? All kinds of zombie slaying action. More zombies getting killed. Abe saying inspiring words to little Teddy Roosevelt. Remember Teddy? A man divided against himself cannot stand. Yes, Mr. President. There's that. More Z's getting slayed. And more zombies getting killed. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure y'all get the picture. And here comes one of my all-time favorite cheesy one-liners in this scene that good old Abe says while slaying zombies. <laughs> There's this scene where we have Mary's daughter Sophia literally punching zombies in the face. Okay, um, this is literally an example of what not to do in a zombie movie, because they could easily catch your fist with their mouth, so I don't know why she's punching everyone, but okay. And after all that fighting, the fighting montage finally ends. They stand over a pile of fresh-kicked zombie butts, celebrating their victory. But you and I both know there's still more zombies. Come on, there's still more zombies. The scene now changes to Booth alone at the base, drunk and talking to their zombie prisoner they have behind bars. Wait, I'm, I told you that, didn't I? Pretty sure I did. I told you guys about the zombie prisoner. Sure I did, let me look through here. Sure I did. Okay, uh, well, anyways, they have a zombie. He, he's kind of like the Confederate version of Bub, but except he's not a significant character in any way, and he's just there for drunk Booth to tell secrets to. So, uh, yeah. Th that may have been the last scene I skipped. I do apologize. <laughs> Anyways, we have Booth talking to the zombie prisoner, and this is basically the conversation. Okay. Hey, big guy. How are you? That's, uh, that's, that's good to hear. Mind if I come in? Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Maybe I shouldn't wait. Wait, no, no. You're all chained up. <laughs> he enters the cell with the zombie. I, uh, I need to get some stuff off my chest, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to hear us? You, you, you want to hear a secret? I didn't vote for Lincoln. Yeah, I know, right? And I don't. Uh, and I don't like him either. That big, that big dumb dummy head is ruining our nation, ruining it by trying to end this bloody civil war. And 
and trying to heal our already torn apart nation and trying to give everyone freedom and equal equality. Am I right? That that darned Republican. And I have another secret. This will blow your mind. I'll tell you this. This will absolutely. This will absolutely blow your mind. My name's not really John Wil Wilkinson Booth. I am a spy for the Confederacy. And my name, my real name, is actually John Wilkes Booth. What? Are you telling me that this whole time John Wilkinson Booth was actually John Wilkes Booth? What? You know, cut, cut, cut. Okay. I'm going to tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, the problem with whoever wrote this movie, okay, and maybe it was the directing as well, so sorry, Richard, but this is the stupidest spoiler, okay? Loki, I was thinking of keeping this away from you, but this was so obvious, it was not even lightly funny, okay? His alias, his fake name, was John Wilkinson Booth, or John Wilkinson at least. <laughs> and literally, I don't know. I think it's Richard Skankman. I'm pretty sure. But Richard Skankman assumed, he assumed that we wouldn't get it. You know what I'm saying? He assumed that we wouldn't get that he was John Wilkes Booth. He thought that it would be too hard for the audience to understand. So he threw so many, so many hints at us. It wasn't even funny. Like one Literally, in the fourth chapter, right? When he goes full-on fangirl for Stonewall Jackson. You know, that was just too obvious that he had a thing for the Confederacy. And of course, you know, he's a big old racist in this movie. You know, it was way too obvious that he was apparently did not like Lincoln. And he was for the Confederacy. It was way too obvious it wasn't even funny. And really, John Wilkinson, that is a no-brainer. Okay, and especially them mentioning that he was an actor, okay? He worked in theater. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but that was way too stupidly obvious. It was not even funny. Like, I don't know if it was a directing or something, but they assumed that the audience was stupid and wouldn't catch on to it. So they had to heavily give us a bone, you know what I'm saying? To help us figure out who it was. I'm sorry. But the majority of people that is at least lightly acquainted with history will know who it is, okay? John Wilkinson Booth. <laughs> Nobody's going to know that I'm a spy. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm steamed. I'm steamed a little bit. Let's continue with the review. Okay, we are moving on to Act 3, Chapter 9. Well, look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently. We are done. We are done with part two, ladies and gentlemen. This is great. I'm not going to lie. This is great. We are getting on to the last part, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you so much, and I hope you've enjoyed this. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've enjoyed this, if you like this, I highly encourage you, Facebook, Taco Monday Podcast, contact me. I will reply. If you want more of this, 
holler at me. Or if you want something similar to this, if you want me to do something different, it doesn't matter. Just contact me. Let me know what you guys like, what you don't like, and I will reply. Taco Monday podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter, Taco Monday official at Lone Angler One. Okay, that's where you can contact me on Twitter. So we are available on those two social medias so far. And also, I'm actually going to try to start kind of a gaming stream thing. I don't know on Twitch or something, but I do at the end of this podcast have a bump for stream on Steam. My username is Lone Angler. And if you are interested in watching some streaming from me, go right ahead. Okay, I'm going to start a date when I'll start streaming regularly, at least once a week, at least once a week. I don't have too much time for gaming. So I'm going to at least try to game stream once a week. If you have any gaming suggestions, what you would like to watch me play, I'll definitely do it. But yes, stream on Steam. Okay, that's where I'm streaming. Maybe in the future I'll be on Twitch or something. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in streaming, if you like video games, I like video games too. Follow me on Steam. Anyways, okay. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, Next week, Monday the 20th, we are going to finally put the last nail in this coffin, and we will be right back next week, and we're gonna wrap this film with a fine bow made from zombie guts in this film's screenplay script. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you've enjoyed it, and ladies and gentlemen, your lone podcast, Lone Angler, is out, and good night. Yeah, can we hear? Can we hear me? Yes, indeed. Okay, I'm doing a little recording. Yes, this is for the podcast. Now, for my listeners, I am now doing a streaming thing on Steam. This is what I am doing, and basically, I am playing video games. I don't know, currently I'm playing a video game, but yes, I am going to start a gaming stream on Steam. My username is Lone Angler. You can find me on uh, Steam, of course. Yes, I'm going to start doing streams like Human Fall Flats, maybe some other games, maybe CSGO if you want to. I'm not really a CSGO guy, but yes, I am doing Human Fall Flat right now and I'm playing the new level Thermal. So, guys, check me out. I'm on stream. Steam, I mean, Steam. And I am playing games like Human Fall Flats, uh, maybe some new games, definitely Borderlands. Here's some new content for you, ladies and gentlemen. If you like video games, I like video games too. If you like video games, I like video games too. I'm going to start streaming on Steam and I will give some announcements and dates. So see you then, ladies and gentlemen. All right, you guys have a good one, all right? Bye-bye.